Drop the subject. All right. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. I'm Allie Johnson on uh, what I think if Kevin Klein were here, he would announce that this should be a holiday. It is the day after a day of lots of drinking and celebration. And I know that there's a lot of questions about Kevin Klein and his status on Drop the Subject. And I would like to just say, I, I know some of you have been wondering, people were asking me this weekend. I know given the, the track record of our history in, in San Francisco and in San Diego, it's been kind of frustrating for some people who enjoy listening to us. And I realize that that can be a little uh, unnerving a lot of question marks above everybody's heads. And look, I don't have an official announcement. All I know is that there's a lot of... Uh, Kevin is doing a lot right now, okay? He's got like seven jobs and a million kids, okay? And he's... Uh, he a wants, million kids? I mean, he's, well, he's got two, which he's is a lot. Two okay. more than I have. <laughs> and uh, he definitely would love nothing more than to be in here on the air. And, uh, and that's... I mean, until we know more, let's just, just please continue to support listening to this show. We certainly love being live on the air, and I love having Jarrett with us. Thank you, Jarrett Hill, for coming back uh, today. For sure. And uh, just, I will keep you updated, okay? I don't know anything at all. I just know that Kevin has been very, very busy with some of the stuff that's been going on right now and, uh, and over the last couple of weeks. So I will certainly give you more info on his return or anything like that. Um, but I encourage you to keep listening, spreading the word about the show. And uh, that's kind of all I've got to say about that right now. I was uh, able to attend a car show this weekend, which it's is probably the straight, show. the straight, tra- straightest thing I've ever done. Um, no, that's actually pretty lesbo, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, that is. This is the straightest thing I've done. It's not often that I get to one up straight guys, <laughs> and nothing brought me more joy than to go to this. It was a, it was an opening of an exhibit at the Peterson Auto Show. Auto, at the, Auto, uh, Auto, Museum. Auto Museum, right. And they were unveiling this new exhibition that was all cars from famous movies, specifically sci-fi and fantasy movies. So this is like a, a nerdy straight dude's wet dream, right? <laughs> so exciting. And as soon as I walked in and saw that DeLorean, I was like, I have like five straight dudes right now yeah. that would be... I can't say what they would be doing on the radio, but I was ready to send them pictures and video and they were all freaking out because I think that's similar to how a straight guy would react to a really hot girl. They react to a car. They're like, oh my God, look at that. Look at the wires. Look at the wheel and the brakes and and blah, 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 the screens. So it was exciting to to tease them that way. Yeah, I felt like the straightest moment that I had came uh, at the end when we, because we kind of like... We weren't sneaking around because, like, they told us we could, but, like, we were really the only people in the other part of the museum, uh, the Peterson Automotive Museum here in L.A. Like, they have this cool, like, section of, like, motorcycles and motorbikes. And so you and I were kind of, like, walking around and, like, looking at these things. And we got to this Harley, this yeah. all-electric Harley that comes out later this year. And, and we were I was like, like, that's hot. Like, oh, my God. Do I want a Harley? <laughs> and so I I literally text my dad the video that I took of it. Well, I, I, I just text him, Dad, I think I want a Harley. Everyone was texting their dads yeah, exactly at that right. show. I was texting my dad and my brother who's who's literally st- studying mechanical engineering because he wants to design this kind of stuff. And, he was mad and he you're like, there. yay, cars, exactly. here's some stuff. So I, I texted my dad, I, I was like, I think I want a Harley. And he texted me back, take your meds. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
No, I'm serious. Like, there's an actual one that I think is really cool, and it's electric car, and like it's it's electric, and it comes out later this year. Mind you, I have no idea how much this is going to cost, and I have no clue that a I would lot, be able to afford it, right? Yeah. But I was just like, it was so cool looking, and it was it it felt so. It felt very modern, but not like crazy futuristic. And it's electric, so like it's better for the environment and all that kind of stuff. It's one of those shows that it makes like I've never thought of stealing something from a museum. I'm not Fair like, enough. oh, I'm going to steal the Mona Lisa and try and get money <laughs> off of like, you know, I'm, I'm never like I got to steal this necklace and rob this museum. But I've never had that desire. But at it at this show, yeah, that's when I would do it. It was I would so steal cool. one of those old cars, even if it was even if it didn't run and I ended up having to push it out the door, or one of those bikes. Which makes it a lot harder to steal. Yeah, and some of those cars looked very uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, they were they were not built for comfort in any way. Yeah, like the car was it from Mad Max? I think uh, is the one that Katie liked the most. It was orange, and like you have to like get in through the top. I was like, yeah, how do you get out of this? She like, was like, that's a so hot div- car. Yeah. Like because all you can do is have sex in it. I don't think you can even drive it right because you're then, laying down pretty much but then you have to figure out how to get out afterward and like god forbid you have like a charlie horse or, or like <laughs> you know what i mean like some kind of cramp when you're like in this weird car the, my favorite car um and to be fair this car has actually been at the peterson automotive museum for a while um since it since they just did this big remodel was the batmobile it's like this enormous vehicle and then they had the new one and they had the old ones the from old like one. the 60s and then they had a bike from batman yeah they well. had bike from the dark knight that yeah. was pretty rad it was it, it was something that I didn't think that I would be as interested in as I was when I got there. So I had the same experience. I, I My first experience with the Peterson Automotive Museum was when I was doing a story for the New York Times that ended up not running. But like I was there and I did like this full tour of the place. And I was like, I'm so much more intrigued by this place than I ever thought I would be. Um, and I, I ended up taking my dad and my brother to go. And, I, and obviously we went this weekend. And it's always interesting because they always have like a new exhibit coming in. So like before, I want to say they had like the 60th anniversary of like Porsche or something like that and like all of these Porsches over the course of the um, the life of that company so it's it's a and really then Porsche cool de Rossi place. at the end and she's then like I'm the newest <laughs> right and Ellen is standing there like rolling her eyes <laughs> she's uh, like I just bought all these cars exactly exactly I can, so. I can buy and sell you all yeah it's a it's a really <laughs> cool place that I'm um I, I've had a really good time and I was grateful that it was a it was go. a wonderful night I yeah. think the fit my favorite part was when we went to this area where there was a basically an interior model of a of the inside of a car yes. of like an Audi or a Lexus or whatever. It was a all the one that we were that, that they we, build. Yeah, and you were able to sit in it. It was a Maserati. Yeah. Okay, so there was just the interior of the car. The outside of the car is not there. It's just the seats and stuff. And me and my wife Katie and Jarrett, we were all hanging out and we were talking. And this is when I knew. I mean, this was a glaring moment where it was very obvious that none of us have children because we started talking about how we wanted to be buried and then these little children ran up to the car and they were like, wow, this is so cool and they got in the front and passenger seats of the this. front and then Jarrett gets in the back seat and it's just silent with these kids all excited about the, the about the car and they're doing the fake thing on the steering wheel and then Jarrett goes, I just want to be cremated and then the kids were quiet and got out of the car and ran away. What's so funny is like, so we were having this conversation for like, Before. you know, 10 minutes or whatever. And like, I was not even thinking about the fact that the children were sitting there. And I was just like, and I didn't <laughs> yeah, even. Yeah, that was obvious. I didn't even like recognize that they got up and walked away until you guys said that. And I was like, oh, I did see all of that happen. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because they were like, yeah. 
that's so awesome. It's a Maserati. And then you were also looking at things in the car like, I'm going to look in this glove box. I want to be cremated. And they were like, oh, my God. Mother, like, shielding her children's eyes. That was a highlight for me. Thanks to the folks at the Peterson Automotive Museum. Yes, that was a lot of fun. That was a very good time. Uh, All right. Lots to look forward to on the show today. We have a new baby, a royal baby, another baby that's going to have a never have to worry about money ever in their lives. They could probably afford every auto in that museum that we went to. For sure. Uh, We've got all kinds of crazy S going on in politics, of course. There's also less important investigations going on, believe it or not, so we'll get into that. And also a story about a sandwich that has been made gay. That's right. Ellie, you can't be serious. I am serious. Okay. But I think this sandwich, in my opinion, is not gay enough. So we'll get to uh, all that after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right. We're right right back to it. Enough of that song. This is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. I'm Allie Johnson, and Jarrett Hill is with me today. I'm sitting right here. You're sitting right here. Well, left here, because you're on my right. right <laughs> yeah. That's what I um, The royal baby is here. I've never been crazy obsessed with the royal family or anything like that. I, I think that if I'm going to be obsessed with a certain family, I'd rather be obsessed with the royal family than like the Kardashians or the Vanderpumps or something. I... Don't understand. I think you just named three royal families. <laughs> Stop At it. At least two. I have a strict no Kardashian policy. Oh, I love the Kardashians. What? Which is kind of, everyone's always surprised, but I actually love them. I am. That is surprising. Yeah, because you seem like a guy who's got Wait a his, minute. To- tiptoe. his head on his shoulders <laughs> and you're smart and you know about politics things that yeah. I don't know about. So why? Why? I actually enjoy them because I feel like they're a really great depiction of like how families like are, are can broken. Be really, can be really dysfunctional, but also like how they can come back together and like go through all kinds of different things. I mean, mind you, they're not relatable in a lot of ways, like from how rich they are and all that. But like, I do find um, the way that they fight with one another and then come back together and like work together and always kind of find a way back to the center of the family. I always kind of enjoy that. Okay. Well, I. She's like, wow, you're a different well, person than I, I thought. Wow. Well, this has been real. Uh, thank I'm you. Go. It's been great working with you, Jared. Thank you guys so much for having me. I think that the Kardashian family has made a lot of money off of people's stupidity. Fair. Yes. So absolutely that right. bothers me that I, that people still want to keep up with them because they're famous for doing absolutely nothing. Well, I think Donald Trump's president because he's been profiting off of people's stupidity. Yeah, I agree. Fair. And I wouldn't watch a show about him either. This is fair. This is fair. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, let's get into the royal baby. Oh. Uh, I know this has been a topic of conversation for a long time. Everyone's been going, when is the baby going to be due? What is the baby going to be named? Is it going to be a boy? Is it going to be a girl? What's going on with Meghan Markle? Where? Why does she want so much privacy? <laughs> and they have announced that they had the baby, and Prince Harry made the announcement this weekend, and this is what he said. Um, I'm very excited to announce that uh, Megan and myself had a baby boy um, early this morning, a very healthy boy. Um, Mother and baby are doing incredibly well. Um, It's been the most amazing experience (laughs) I can ever um, possibly imagine. Okay, so... um, How any woman does... This... Prince Harry is delivering this speech in front of these really beautiful horse stables. (laughs) To like a handful of reporters. Right. 
But I'm curious as to why he's in front of horse stables after this happened. I was curious about like was she what was having the baby in a barn? I mean, maybe she had it like out at some country location that they have because they did say like she was not going to have the baby the way that everyone else does, <laughs> like at that hospital, come out on the steps and do that thing. So maybe she had it somewhere else. She had it in a horse stable. No, well, I, I was it's thinking untraditional. At, I was thinking at like a countryside estate, but okay. <laughs> Or maybe it was in a horse stable. Get her in the stable! Yeah, yeah. She's like, I want to go really natural. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I want to give birth on a pile of hay like like uh, what was Mary, Meg Mary did. Um, I, what I loved about it was how excited he looked in his very British way. We talked about earlier. He like, was British excited. Yeah, but like his face was like beaming and like you, when you hear the clip, like you hear that sound, it's like him rubbing his hands and he's like so excited. Um, and it was just kind of exciting to to watch like the joy on his face. About it, was his ex- son, yeah. Yeah. it was exciting to see him actually crack a, a genuine smile and be genuinely excited. Yeah. But still... The birth of his first baby and the excitement in his voice and in his face compared to the excitement of the Kentucky Derby winner. Oh, the Kentucky Derby was such a weird thing this it year. It was crazy. Yeah. And the I mean, the reactions of people when their horse wins is just the most excited. Like, you can't get more excited than that. Everyone's <laughs> freaking out. Doesn't matter what country you're from. Everyone is over the moon excited. Well, aren't those people super excited because they're winning money? Well, yeah, they're winning millions of dollars. Yeah, and, and Prince Harry has millions of dollars Fair. already, but he doesn't have a baby. This is his first baby. And he's like, yes, I'm very excited. And then the people that was who a good British. Oh, thank you. Thanks. Yeah, I spent a lot of money on acting school. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's something you don't know about me. I can I, pull all kinds of things yeah, out. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think that this guy's excitement. I mean, that is tops for him. That's like a ten in Prince Harry land. Oh, that was cartwheels and backflips with <laughs> with confetti and, and it's balloons. him going. <laughs> So excited. Well, and again, he had a really big smile on his face. He was, he really I did. mean, Harry, we've seen Harry, you know, smiling and happy a lot more than we've seen it from William and certainly from Charles. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, I was really happy to see that. I, uh, I, I get interested when people are so obsessive about getting, like, they, they really want, I mean, the, but both Harry and Megan and everyone's been talking about how much privacy they want during this time, and I think that's great. But everybody is so obsessed with wanting to see the pictures of this child, and I don't understand why everybody cares so much because every baby looks the same. If if they were to get a stock image of some newborn baby and just put it out on the royal Twitter page, right. everyone would be like, "Oh my God, it's beautiful." But they would not know the difference between that newborn baby and another newborn baby. It really doesn't matter. Why is everybody so interested in seeing the newborn baby when it's just going to be a little blob in a blanket? As long as you don't show the mom, you really could just fool everybody. And right. say like, you know, this is the baby. And be like, oh my God. And then they wouldn't know the difference when they saw the real one later. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. But doesn't he make some kind of a reaction? There is another reaction that he has when he thinks back on what Meghan Markle actually yeah. did about pushing out an actual baby. What they do is beyond comprehension, but <laughs> we're both absolutely thrilled um, and so grateful to all the love and support for everybody out there, um, from everybody out there. It's been, um, it's been amazing. So we just wanted to share this with everybody. And what about names? You still thinking about names? Still thinking about names, Alan. Um, it's, uh, yeah, the baby's a little bit overdue, so we've had a little bit of time to think about it, but um, yeah. We're still 
that's that's the, that's still the rubbing my bit. hands together. I haven't been in many births. Um, <laughs> this is definitely my first birth. Uh, but it was amazing, absolutely incredible. I think he's about to start a fire. I'm so incredibly proud of my <laughs> like, wife. Unbelievable um, there. And as getting every a magnifying glass. Parent <laughs> would ever say, you know, your your baby is absolutely amazing, but. This little thing is, is, is so, absolutely to die for, so I'm just over the moon. Here's what I wish they had done. If everyone was so obsessed with the birth that Meghan Markle is going through, and everyone's equally obsessed with that giraffe, they should have done a live birth. With the giraffe? You remember the, the giraffe live births? Oh, like we were watching it online or something. Yeah, right? yeah they yeah, were yeah. doing that. There was like millions and millions of people who were watching the the live, the birth, live birth, and like waiting for the baby to drop or something like that. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, I think that that's what they should have done. She should have done an actual live birth <laughs> for the royal birth. I think that would have Listen, been. She's broken a lot of royal convention, but I don't think she's going to be breaking. <laughs> she's ready that to go. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of new uh, predictions about the baby name now. Arthur is still the popular favorite, twelve to one odds on that. James is sixteen to one. Albert is twenty to one. Edward thirty three to one. And then the biggest risk is Philip. And Oliver. So, do you have a pick here about what you think the name is going to be? Of those options, I'm leaning like Philip and Edward. Because, I mean, don't forget, like, You're Megan be is. Team still, Edward on Megan, this? Megan, <laughs> Megan is still like an American girl. And I think, like, some of these names are a little older than she might want to go for. She's not going to go full Hollywood, though. She's not going to be like Orange. I was going to say, she's not going to name her <laughs> daughter her, her son Apple, but, you know. <laughs> I think I want her to name the baby one of the Kentucky Derby winner names. Oh, okay. Any one of them, really. Country home. There That's what I want it to be. <laughs> Prince country home. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go James. I think James is a solid name. I could see that. I think that's going to be what they're going to go with. But who knows? Yeah, it could come out of complete left field. Uh, all right, we have to get serious and talk about some politics stuff next. So what do we have coming up? Yes, coming up, uh, Special Counsel Robert Mueller, Special Counsel Robert Mueller uh, is set to testify before Congress, and Bill Barr may be headed, uh, he might be held into contempt of Congress. Um, all that's coming up right after this break. You're listening to Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q on the radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Jared Hill, Ali Johnson, sitting in talking about the politics of this here country. What a S show. Yeah. I don't know how else to say it, really. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite a situation every single week. It just keeps getting deeper and deeper into the S storm. Yes, or the the dumpster fire. I think dumpster fire is probably a little bit safer to say. Yeah, I think dumpster fire is a good one. So there are two big stories that uh, we're going to take a look at really quickly here. Donald Trump um, and Donald Trump and this Mueller report. Still president, right? Apparently, from what I'm told. All right. um, There's things about that that are problematic all the time but the first things that we want to talk about is bill barr uh, the attorney general uh he was he's missed a deadline that is supposed to um be him releasing the unredacted Mueller report to congress um he's missed that deadline now twice and congress uh is going to be voting on wednesday about whether or not they should hold him in contempt of congress this guy doesn't seem to understand deadlines or appearances 
at all. Yeah. He didn't show up in court, and then they're like, this is due by this time, and he just doesn't seem to really give a crap, yeah. or he's just not good with deadlines and being on time. Well, it's a it's a troubling problem, because in, in this country, we're seeing like all these norms kind of falling away every single day and every week, and the idea that you know the Justice Department is not going to answer a, a call from Congress, it's like, okay, well then, what kind of power do we have you know, over the executive branch, and what, what can we tell the president to do and not? And like he's not letting you know White House officials testify and stuff like that. And it's like, at what point like do we draw the line, or or where does something correct his behavior? So that's kind of a, a scary thing. So, but why? So we want him to release the unredacted. Mueller report and that would make it even longer well it wouldn't be longer it would be clearer and to be to be more clear on that they want it they want it to be released to Congress it doesn't have to come out to the public but Congress I was like I didn't read the 448 page one I'm not gonna read anything else (laughs) if it's now unredacted yeah this is this is them saying like okay we need to know what's behind all of these black bars of information um, so that we can have a clearer picture of of what this report says so holding him in contempt contempt though what the hell does that do like I feel like this guy just doesn't care either way so you could be like you're held in contempt and then he's like all right yeah i mean it's a it's a formal action to say like this is not okay because i feel this is what we talked a little bit about last week where if we don't say anything about it then we're setting up the president that this is okay okay. to do right but if we do do if we do come out and say you know we we hold you in contempt or we are going to subpoena you or whatever and you don't respond to it then it's still like it seems like it diminishes the power of congress and so i feel like on both sides i feel like either way this goes it's good for Donald Trump because all he has to continue to do is say no and like they're not going to put him in jail so it's like what do they do is really the question why does it always end up being good for him I mean that is really the, the <laughs> and question. then this whole thing has actually ended up being great for Donald Trump it's like damn it again yeah. Yeah. Um, and he also has said something about Mueller right he doesn't want him to testify because they announced that Mueller is going to testify yes so um, Robert Mueller is supposed to be testifying in front of Congress tentatively on May 15th um, and you know that's that's going to be a really big deal he'll be able to come in, in front of Congress and say whether or not you know uh, his words respond or if he felt like uh, Bill Barr had come and come against the information that he that he was trying to to give to the country, and that's going to be really important. And Donald Trump said that he wasn't going to stand in the way of that, and now he's you know completely against it, which is very Trumpian um, to to say one right. thing and then come back and say the exact opposite as if it never happened. So now he's tweeting and saying like you know this is con- uh, the Democrats trying to get a redo in the investigation, and it's like no we. We want to hear from the man who did the investigation. Right. Um, I just want to hear what he sounds like. Well, there's that. Um, I, we were talking about earlier. I love on Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, they they like to dub Jared Kushner's voice with Gilbert Gottfried since we don't <laughs> really know no what he sounds like. Because no one what he sounds like. Because yeah, yeah. like. he does so few interviews. I do enjoy... It's not like I understand exactly you know all of the questions that are being asked and answered and all of these testimonies. I understand generally what's going on, but I do really like to see them uncomfortably answer questions and just be grilled all day long. These people that kind of go through their day being in power not being asked a lot of these tough questions yeah. and then have to have them sit there and squirm while we all get to watch is kind of exciting. Yeah, it is kind of exciting. I mean, this and date... uncomfortably sip water. Well, I, I don't know how much Mueller would be squirming but like this date is tentative. May 15th like it seems like they're kind of playing around with whether or not that's actually going to be the date because um, it seemed like they kind of walked it back and they said it was tentative. Like we don't know what's going to happen there but uh, I I think if it 
does happen and it's a public hearing, I think that will end up being the most watched thing we've seen. Like there were so many people watching when Christine Blasey Ford came out and, and did her testimony. There were so many people that were, you know, really excited to see uh, various different testimonies, like Michael Cohen's testimony. Um, and then this one, I think Robert Mueller testifying in front of Congress. I think that's going to be the one to watch. Mueller is like the live giraffe birth of politics. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, my God, it's finally happening. How exciting. This is great. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> but I do think that uh, what's frustrating about this is that everyone's focusing so much on all of this, this giant dumpster fire that yeah. there's so many other important things that aren't being focused on at all. It's just everyone's full force yeah, into this. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So we're, we've got a little bit more politics coming up in the next hour. But we're going to take a quick break. Coming up, my favorite part of the show so far has been News It or Lose It. We're going to be doing that coming up uh, in the next segment. We're going to be figuring out what we're going to lose, and then we're going to figure out what we're going to news. That's going to be coming up next right here on Drop the Subject on the new channel Q on the radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. I know it's Monday. It's tough to be at work for some people right now, especially with a Mezcal hangover and just (laughs) general bloating as a result of all the mole and the asada tacos. Mm, I definitely had my fill this weekend, I have to admit. I think I ate eight tacos over the course of the weekend. You championed it. I love it. Yeah, I, I made it a point after our conversation about... People who had the, how two percent of the population had never had a taco. You were having tacos for the less for those who are less. Yeah, I was pouring one. one out for the people that had never had one. Or maybe out. like chewing one up. Yeah, I was. Chewing there one you up. go. I think that was more. Sounds like it. it's not a fun visual, but right. yes, I was doing it for the people. Um, but it apparently is true that most Americans don't know why Cinco de Mayo is celebrated, according to a new study. Two thousand Americans, only twenty-two percent of respondents in this survey, uh, knew that Cinco de Mayo was a celebration of the Mexican Army's victory over the. French Empire. And this news comes from Fox, who I believe put on a Chiron recently that there were three Mexican countries. That, 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 right. There are people coming from three of the Mexican countries. Yeah, three of the Mexican more. countries. How, what percentage knew this? This was 22% of respondents knew that Cinco de Mayo was a celebration yeah. of the Mexican army's victory over the French Empire. Welcome to America. Yep. But I love that Fox put this out, too, because they, they had gotten grilled just beforehand about how little they knew about Mexico. And they're like, no one knows about Mexico. And you're like, including you, you idiots. Fox, you're home for cringeworthy yeah. news. Fox, yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a new segment. Okay. Here's some news that are losing. Here we go. <clears throat> Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. I'll read some headlines. Jared, you decide what we news. What we news, we will get into the top at the next hour. And what we lose, we will throw out the window and never speak of again. Before we get into this, how many stories do we have for me to choose from? Five. Okay. Do you need to mentally prepare? Well, I'm always I'm always hearing Justin in my head like, but we've only got seven minutes. So I'm like, how many am I going to say yes to? All right. All right. Game of Thrones Starbucks cup cameo. Have you heard of this? <laughs> I actually love this story. I am... 
I mean, I don't know if we need to news it specifically, but there was a Starbucks cup that made a cameo in last night's Game of Thrones episode, and I it, it had everyone baffled that Lady Starbuck was in existence back in medieval times. You know what? As someone who's just adopted Game of Thrones and is really, really invested two episodes in, um, I'm going to news it. Okay, cool. Yeah. We can news it. All right. New study. Dinosaurs extinct due to lack of sex lakes. I really should start reading these headlines before you throw them at me. <laughs> Say that again. Dinosaurs extinct. Dinosaurs. New study. Dinosaurs extinct due to lack of sex lakes. You know what? Why not? I'm feeling wild. <laughs> Let's news it. Okay. You knew I was going to lose that one. I, uh, well, I, I'm always actually pretty surprised as to what you decide to news and lose. It's a fascinating. Uh, headline number three. Man with service dog bites officer at airport. The not, man bites yeah, the, the man bit the officer, not the dog. At the airport. At the airport. I mean, there's probably plenty of reasons that he did that, because you're at the airport and it's the <laughs> Well, the dog's not doing like, it. Yeah. Um, so, you might as well. I, I'm going to lose it because I took the dinosaur story. <laughs> I, I you got to like, swap one I, out. Right, I feel like I got I have to. <laughs> okay. Headline number four, Luke Perry in a mushroom suit. I mean... What else do you what? need? Absolutely news it. Okay. Headline number five. New hack reveals how to get Alexa to stop eavesdropping on you. Um, yes. Okay, great. News it. Wow, we're jam-packed. Okay, so we're going to do Luke Perry in a mushroom suit, Game of Thrones Starbucks gate, dinosaurs and sex lakes, and Alexa eavesdropping on you. I'm recognizing that. I asked you how many stories there were so I could be considerate of our we time. We only lost and then I one. I took them all. <laughs> right. That's okay. We can get through as much as we can. Well played. All right. So we will uh, dive headfirst into all that when we get back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson here. Jarrett Hill is uh, hanging out with me today. What did you almost just call me? Jarrett. Jarrett. It can only be Jarrett. Oh, gosh. Uh, Ed O'Connor on Twitter is upset. He usually tweets at us every day and says, good afternoon and have a great show. Ginger's rule. And sometimes he adds Ginger's rule for the hell of it. (laughs) Can you guys hear Justin in the background rooting for himself? He's he's like, by the way, Ginger's rule. (laughs) Ed O'Connor has now tweeted us and said, I understand that Kevin is busy. And I listen to Ali and Kevin because you don't talk about the Kardashians and politics. I get enough of that elsewhere. <laughs> I won't say specifically where. But he's upset and he said, please get back to your regular format of stupid stuff. Well, Ed, I just want to give you a little tidbit of what is to come. We are getting to this story later in the show. When's the last time you cleaned your shower head? All right. took it apart and cleaned it. You happy? (laughs) We're also talking about a gay sandwich later. So there's kind of a lot of stupidity sprinkled throughout. Don't don't get your panties in a bunch. I love I love that there was panic and then there was a gay sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're also talking about a gay sandwich because anytime there is an LGBT sandwich that is a new gayer version of a BLT, we will, of course, cover it in great detail. So you can always count on us for that. And the only reason that we talked about Kardashians is because I talked about how they how I hated them. And I'm glad we cleared the air on that, queered the air on that, Jarrett. And now we can put it behind us. <laughs> Let's get into news that or lose it. For God's sake. 
Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, a lot we have to get into. We have to jump right in. But I do want to say there was some big news in the LGBTQ community outside of gay sandwiches. There's been a lot of talk of these this new law in Brunei. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I remember reading this headline and it was like, gays getting stoned. And I was like, wait, really? And then I was Hello, like, California. I know. And then I was like, oh, no, this is really sad. So uh, you'll be happy to know that Brunei has decided to back down on their gay stoning uh, law. And they are, after international backlash, pull a rolling back on that penalty. So that's good news. Huh? It's, it, yeah. Thank you, studio audience. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. They're, all, they're here on the tour. They're looking in on the studio. <laughs> Weirdos. Uh, yeah, so no, it's, it's, it's great to hear that they're kind of holding back on this, at least temporarily. It seems that they're kind of putting a stay on that. Um, but they've also had their executions in that country, I believe. They've had the death penalty for a long time, but they actually haven't executed anyone since like the 90s or something like that. So it's like a weird thing. Oh, so it's one of those things where it's like that law in Texas where it's still illegal to cross the street in your pantyhose or whatever when like nobody enforces it or knows that it's still a law. There's a Florida law like you can't chain up an alligator to a a fire hydrant. Right, because there's just one person way back when who did something. Yes, Uh, shout out to Brunei for that. Yeah, shout out to Brunei. Shout out to Brunei. Shout out. uh, (laughs) Brunei, if you want a radio shout out, give us a call. Exactly. Okay. Game of Thrones happened last night. Yes, it did. And apparently, compared to the week before, I have have actually not seen this episode. I couldn't watch it last night. Oh, that's right. You did say that. Uh, But I did get one spoiler, and that is there's a cameo in towards the beginning of the episode... In they are having a, a lot of meetings about what to do for the course of the rest of the season about this big other battle that's coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And they cut over to Daenerys Targaryen, the mother of dragons, and she's sitting behind a big table where there's cups of mead and candles and a Starbucks cup. <laughs> and everyone is freaking out about it. What's wild to me is that someone in all the work that goes into the edit of this show that n- no one caught that. And they spend what ten million dollars per episode a now? Bazillion, I think, is what it is. Some give or take. Plus four twenty five for this grande latte. Exactly. It's. I feel bad for Starbucks cups because they can never get it right. I, you know, they are listen. constantly in the spotlight for controversy around the holidays and everything. Everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, they're too red." Oh no, there's Jesus on them. Oh no, now there's Jesus off them, and now yeah. they're in they're in Game of Thrones, ruining everything. I just, I feel bad for the cup, the Starbucks cup. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that you, you're the person, the, the first person I heard talk about this. And I was like, I was watching last night. I didn't even notice that. But uh, yeah. I just love that. I mean, do you think that somebody eventually noticed and then was like, well, it's already shot and put yeah. together. So let's just hope nobody notices. Or or, or they still nobody noticed. Or until they the, did this to see if, if we would notice or like, or Starbucks paid for it. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like Starbucks is like, damn it, we will have product placement in listen, this show. HBO does not have commercials. They got to find ways to make money on this very expensive show. Yeah, it's tough because in Game of Thrones, I mean, none of the companies that are that are trying to advertise existed back then, so they can't really right. do a lot of product placement yeah. unless there's someone who's like, we make sheep horns. <laughs> 
I would really the, love to product place my sheep horn. Cups out of the sheep horn. Yeah. I was right. watching last night, as you know, this is only like the second. I've, I've watched like a handful of episodes over the course of the whole series. And I was like, are they drinking out of horns? And like one guy's like really messy and sloshing it all around. And so I was like, oh my God, who's cleaning yeah. up after him? I make water bottles out of bladders of animals. Yeah. Oh. I'd really love to just go ahead okay. and product place that. Moving uh, on. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to sit with it that. It does take you of out of the yeah. world, though, because they make so much. Yeah. I mean, they make sure that everything is so accurate and it really brings you in. And if there's one thing amiss, you're like, oh, this is all a big joke. And their crew was like 65 million people, I think. Oh, like <laughs> it was all the White Walkers. There we They're go. all holding the cameras. Yeah. OK, we've learned recently that Alexa is not a trustworthy friend. You Shocking. Think, yeah. You think she's there for you. She turns around. She spews all your personal business to anyone and everyone who will listen, <laughs> mainly Amazon workers. We. uh learned that she's recording you pretty much at all times and then your conversations are being listened to by a bunch of Amazon people. Now, the people are taking their power back. Okay? We have figured out how to access our recorded files and listen to them. And how to get Alexa to stop listening to us. There's a link and I need to investigate because I clicked, it said you can can listen to your recordings here and I clicked the link and then it just brought me to my Amazon cart and yeah. I was like what the hell so what it does is it'll show you like all of the recordings like it, it it's like a it's text of the recording like what you requested so I looked at mine today and it's That's like this, so this is what I want to do I want us to yeah so what was yours mine was like Alexa raise your volume to seven <laughs> Alexa raise the lights to 100 <laughs> percent Alexa, lower your volume to three. Like I do so that almost every day. There was nothing interesting that I saw yet, but I only really scanned through like two pages, and then I kind of got lost interest. So I think that eavesdropping is a fun word, and I think that it used to be a lot more fun in general to eavesdrop on people sure. before technology became what it is now. Like you can't really break news anymore or gossip about people because it's all already out on in the open. Well, you know, you're like, can you believe this person got engaged? And everyone's like, yeah, I know. Well, the creepy thing to me, to talk about. There's a couple of creepy things to me about this. One is I imagine like being a presidential candidate in the future, like ten years from now, fifteen years from now. You um, being one? Well, whoa that's a different conversation but I was more so thinking about like the information that we'll have on people to use against them later on it'll be like oh well we actually have a recording of him from his Alexa where he was talking about the way he yeah. felt about the tax code yeah. or, or like Alexa where do I get a hooker or something e- like exactly, that exactly right and then I, I I think about how all of this they, they talk about how they've made Alexa smarter so that she can understand words well that's what they that say it's of, from that's it, why they say where they record right it. but it also makes me feel like yeah but she's also getting really used to our speech patterns and what our voices sound like and the way we say words and all that kind of stuff. And I think about AI and how like eventually the robots are going to take over. And like, yeah, they're going to know how to speak like us, sound like us, recognize what we're saying, you know, understand our commands. Know when we're lying. Exactly. Because probably our our vocal patterns change, right, when we're lying. So they're going to know all that stuff. But they also like, they still haven't been able to figure out how to see black people in these machines. So like I said, (laughs) this is going to be really great for us. It'll be fine for you. It's going to be awful for white folks. Just flying under the radar. Exactly. Because the facial recognition it's okay. It's our time our anyway. Well, you know, you know, you guys have a, had a really good run. We had a good long so. run. Okay. When I think of Luke Perry in a mushroom suit, I immediately thought of like Mario getting a mushroom in Mario Brothers. Mario. I was like pictured him in these red overalls and a little painter's cap, and I was like, that's great. <laughs> then I looked up this actual wait, mushroom wait, wait. suit. That's what you thought when you saw that. Headline. Yeah, I was like a mushroom suit. I love. He that. can jump so high. I love it. But. 
if you go to the website, apparently he found this before he died and he decided this is what I want to be buried in. His daughter posted something about how the burial, the burial just happened. Yeah, I, I don't, he died in March. I think that what's interesting is he is was he, buried in a mushroom suit. I'm yeah. like, he was buried? A month ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a month but later. But was he, yeah. Well, what yeah. the hell was his body doing up until then? Yeah, when I first saw that story, I feel like over the weekend I saw something about Luke Perry, and I was like, "Wait, didn't he die like a really long time ago? I mean, not a really long time ago, but but like long enough ago, more than a week where and a half ago." Where you're wondering where yeah. where it's been laying around yeah. for the past month and a half. So, what is the mushroom suit thing? So, the mushroom suit is a biodegradable suit, and it's all black. It looks sort of like someone is in a futuristic, like Minority Report type movie. It looks like a bodysuit kind of thing, or like a, a clunky Catwoman suit almost. And it's like I'm all... sure that's what that's why he was like, "You got the clunky Catwoman one." Yeah. That's what I'm. That's the for. one I want. Right. So, uh, I mean, on the website of where he bought this mushroom suit, there's a picture of a person in the ground, and there's no grave or casket or anything. That's just kind of a body laying in the ground in a mushroom suit. So, my question: if if they're burying people like this now, which I think it is an, a new trend, I think that people are going to start eco burials more often now. They're going to try and find ways to be biodegradable when they're buried. But when you're lowering a casket into the ground, it's a little more formal than just tossing a body into a hole. Well, so that was that was kind of the question, and I'm trying to find the answer here. Like when I saw that he was buried in a mushroom suit, and the reason now that we're talking about it, I'm like, but was he also in a casket as well? No, I, that's what I don't think. I don't think he was. At least I don't. They don't specify on any of the articles that I read, but on the website where you can buy this thing, their example is of a woman who's just sitting in the ground. There's no casket. Unless you get an eco-friendly casket that can also be biodegradable. Which because I'm sure most, he would have, right? Which I think if he was going to do that, if he was going to do the mushroom suit, why get buried in like a a steel casket? You know what I mean? Yeah. The whole point is that you're going to biodegrade into the, into the earth. And this is what we started talking about at Peterson Auto Museum when those little children came around. We were talking about the mushroom suit and how we would want to be buried. You said you wanted to be cremated. Right. I said I wanted to be... The kids started running. The kids started running away, (laughs) running and screaming, and I want to be put on a body farm. Okay, so we uh, we have to talk about this at a point when we have time to talk about it because I still don't get that. Okay, but well, I, I did find in, in a USA Today article it says uh, green burials are, are growing are a growing trend. Um, there's a site that provides a final resting place for those wanting to be buried without embalming chemicals, metal caskets, and concrete vaults. So I'm guessing it's got to be some kind of like bioethical, I think that's a word. Um, (laughs) That's just a lot of good words. Biodegradable, (laughs) right, right, right. We'll just slam them all together. Um, Bioethical, politically correct casket. (laughs) Exactly. I I mean, yeah, I I just don't understand. Like, I I need to know more. I need to know more. Well, I think that, here's what I think. If oh, people we still are have the dinosaur be, story. Sorry. Yeah. If, oh, yeah. That's right. Sex lakes. Uh, we will get to that. But quickly, I think that when people are going to be buried eco-friendly, they're going to biodegrade into the world and there's going to be less ghosts. 
I thought you were going somewhere. <laughs> I just think I was that like really following if you go to like, like wait, what? well, the <laughs> ghost of King Tut, who is already like still embalmed in this yeah. thing, and their whole their whole thing is about preserving their bodies and everything. And now look what's going on. We got but, ghosts all over the place. But I think the ghost kind of goes out like right when the person dies. I don't think it has anything to do with the mushroom suit. <laughs> so it's like a cartoon where it like flies out yeah. as soon as you die. In a very it's family like, guy kind of way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, sex lakes. There is one bio- biologist. You can't do a hard pivot okay. to sex flicks. That's what we're talking about. Ghosts. Dinosaurs. This one biologist thinks that dinosaurs didn't go extinct because of asteroids. They went extinct because there was a lack of lakes where they would procreate. So basically, his point is that the asteroid hit the Earth and that a bunch of dinosaurs died. But he's like, if that was really the case, if that killed the dinosaurs, it would have killed a lot of other animals that are still around today, like an- like alligators and sharks mm. and things like that. So. If that was the case, then the, all of those animals would also be extinct by now. So it had to be the lack of sex lakes. That's the only other option, right? It's so they the were fact having, that, like sex parties. At yeah, these they were lakes? having. Yeah, that was where they would go How to bone. Would be in the sex lake. That's very Channel Q. So. <laughs> Very I think that our mascot is definitely a dinosaur. At a sex lake, to At be clear. a sex lake, yeah. yeah. And it's just like, fun pool party. More I feel so like he, Loveline would do a live broadcast there. Yeah, well, he's like more so like coming out of the sex lake, like dripping wet, <laughs> you know, like in slow motion. Tossing his brontosaurus exactly. hair, yeah. Uh, all right, we have to take a break. When we get back, there is breaking news about your shower head, okay? It could be killing you. We'll get into it next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. the subject time to pick that subject back up again drop the subject on the new channel q why are you laughing at me i see what you did there because you're playing on the name <laughs> i dropped it and yeah. then i picked it up there you go and then we're gonna drop it again it's just a it's just like if we were hey. a really hot girl dropping a pen <laughs> drop oh, it Allie. Oh, just drop Dro- it okay. drop it Allie. Right, sorry ali johnson here jared hill is over there if you want to follow the show thank you for checking us out you can follow the show at dts show on twitter and instagram you can follow jared at jared hill you can follow me at your ali johnson you can also follow the station at we are channel q you can follow me unless you're eric because eric is obviously not here for the i don't think that jared i don't think that jared hates you or uh, that eric hates you or Ed, I oh, think no, his I'm just, name is. I'm, I'm taking it really personally, <laughs> just because it's more fun that way. Well, you know, he did respond, and he said, thank you for understanding. Ginger still rule. Yeah. So I, no, I, still think, in love with I think that he's so more that. concerned with giving Ginger's visibility than anything else, <laughs> and I respect that about him. Um, the Ginger visibility movement is real. Yeah, I do. I, I think that, Justin, I think you guys need a day. I, we are almost translucent, so it makes sense that we need visibility. <laughs> Yeah, there he is. Oh wait, no, that was that was just a cloud of smoke. I think oh. <laughs> I can't see him. There's got to be a redheads day. There's is there a be. ginger day? Not that I know. Producer Justin, you have to look into that. Google, or you have to create one. There's got to be like a redheads day or something. Yeah, I, and I will not accept St. Patrick's Day. No, no, Fair or enough. any new Child's Play movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There are a lot of important investigations going on right now in politics, in the White House, also in other courts. I mean, if you think about the whole Varsity Blues scandal and uh, what was that lawyer that really sucks? Mm-hmm. That guy who has... That one? All of them? Yeah, all of them. All of the lawyers are now going to jail. I mean, they're... Oh, Michael Cohen? Uh, no, no, no. That other guy. Avenatti. Oh, Michael Avenatti, yes. There are so many people in power that are now going to prison. It's insane because of all these in-depth investigations, right? I'm really excited about entering the courtroom of Deborah Norville. 
<laughs> yeah. Who's that? The the host of Inside Edition. Oh. <laughs> I was like, right. What? You're like, wait, <laughs> what? Uh, yes. So that is my point. Uh, there are a lot of great investigations going on, and then there are people that are focused on other things like this. When's the last time you cleaned your shower head? This is what, what's her name? Deborah Norville. Deborah Norville feels it's important to focus on right now. And you know what? I I admire her bravery for going here. It's some because hard, some you, hard-hitting journalism. Yeah, it's not, it's not a comfortable place to go. So, this is what the I-team came up with. Like, took it apart and cleaned it. Well, when you see what Inside Edition discovered when we went looking inside shower heads, you just might make this your number one cleaning priority. Okay, so Inside Edition is now going inside of people's homes. I mean, it, it's literally in the name, Allie. It's inside edition. Inside. It's not outside We're edition. We're going deep, it's deep not, inside. Exactly. It's not somewhere edition. It's inside edition. It's not knock on your door. It's barge in edition. Yeah. <laughs> we are going and intruding into your house to discover the inner workings of your shower head. There, there's some Me Too-y, Time's Up-y, something around there that's just, just like hovering, yeah. And when she's explaining, I mean, we have sounds of someone taking a shower. Here's Diane McInerney. I'm showering! <laughs> what is going on? God, what are you doing? I'm just trying to shower like any Diane should be. Taking a shower, it's something we all do just about every day. Just about every day. Unless you're a hippie. <laughs> or a lesbian. But you may be surprised to learn the awful truth that while you're getting clean, your shower head could be making you sick. That's disgusting. I. <laughs> this is real hard-hitting take here. That's I mean... disgusting. Um, so basically, the story is that there's a bunch of weird crap inside of your shower head, and you should be cleaning your shower head on a regular basis. So this is something that makes perfect sense that you ordinarily would never think about. Because, like, yeah, when is the last time I cleaned out my shower head? Like, I don't know. These never. are the questions that no one dares to answer these except the, for the Inside Edition team. These are the hard-hitting investigations that really get overlooked. The A team is doing the important investigations. The B team is doing this stuff. It, well, and then there's the I team. <laughs> the B team is the I team uh, in there this we go. case. Okay. Would never expect that. The problem is the gook that may be lurking inside your shower head. Scientific word. the shower <laughs> Gook. Science. The gook. <laughs> we didn't investigate that. Yeah. We don't know exactly what it is. We're just going to call it gook and move on. Shower head. How bad is the problem? We took swaps from 11 different shower heads. <laughs> Get him in here. Start say, swapping. It's a, it's a thorough investigation, at least. <laughs> I mean, 11, I feel like, is not a lot. I mean, they didn't just do the two. You know, like, I looked at my shower head. No, we did 11. Mine and then 10 other people. Should we make it a dozen? No. No, I think 11's great. It's a simple process. Unscrew the shower head and rub a sterile swab onto the shower heads and into the pipes. Next, we sent the swabs to Virginia Tech University. Oh Top my microbiologist God. Joseph Falkingham oversaw the testing. Were you surprised by our results? Yes, I was. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> Uh, so they swabbed and swabbed and swabbed, and then they sent all of the stuff to this scientist, and he said, shocked. There's a there's some very high numbers that worry me. Now it's time to reveal what we found. Are you ready? Yes, let's do it. First up, Renee Diaz, oh. a mother of two from okay. Manhattan. Here's what we found. Fungus. 
So now it's gook and then it's fungus. The way she says it and then like the look on the lady's face is like... <sighs> Like, oh my God. What? Right. Like, you didn't see us taking the swab of your nasty interior <laughs> pipes. Like, You've been a part of this process. Exactly since the right. Beginning. You literally saw what we pulled out of there, and now you're shocked that it's not just pure and like water. No! <laughs> exactly. Fungus! <laughs> I thought you were going to say flowers and daisies. Right. Like, what did you think was going to be in there, ma'am? I mean, like, you know that there's scum all over the place in your uh, tile and everywhere. So, of course, th- I don't understand why uh, this is shocking. On the shower head. And that wasn't the worst of it. We also found it loaded with bacteria called mycobacteria that can cause lung infection. Who could have saw that coming? Da-da-da-da! Yeah. Oh, Justin. <laughs> we need to, like... We need to like cut the first like half second of that because it, like, it builds up, but we need it to punch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I really need that to be boom on. Uh, so there you go. Your your shower head is full of bacteria, fungus, and gook. And I know there are a lot of important testimonies and investigations going on in this country right now, but this is the important stuff right here. This is the stuff that is lying in your bathroom, literally. Most importantly, by the end of this story, they tell you what you should do. Take off your shower head, soak it in bleach, Something, and, and then and rinse it off because it's disgusting. But you know what? No one's going to do that. Probably not. Well, now I'm thinking to myself, like, before I take a shower, I'm going to be, like, cringing, like, oh, God, I need to take this apart. I mean, I'm probably going to do it tonight. (laughs) You'll do it tonight, and then you'll forget about it again forever. Exactly. Like, I did it once. What else do you want me to do? That's what happened when I found out that you uh, should wash your towel every week. Yeah. I was like, wow, I really don't wash my towel enough. And then I did it once every week for, like, one week. And then I was like, all right, I'm done with that. It's clean. Look, it's, I cleaned it. Okay. What do you want? I'm wa- wiping down my clean body. I wonder how often are you supposed to clean out the shower head, though? Did I don't know. Say that? That's a whole other investigation what? that needs to happen. Okay. We let 12 shower heads sit in fungus for years. For years. Okay. Oh, uh, so that is an exciting follow up. Okay. We've been talking too long, and Ariana Grande needs to say her piece. Well, <laughs> coming up, someone's going to be reporting to federal prison today, and another person is about to miss a big deadline, and it may not even really matter. That's going to be coming up <laughs> right here on Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q on the radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. That's right. We're back. Drop the subject on the new channel Q on radio and radio.com. I'm Jared Hill sitting next to Allie Johnson, who looks very comfortable in her seat. She's like, oh, you're talking. I'm, I'm ready. I'm sitting back. I've got my Golden Girl <laughs> shirt on. Is that Oh, it is a Golden Girl shirt. Thank you for being a friend. Yes, yeah, stay golden. Stay golden. One of my favorite things on the internet is the gospel version of the Golden Girls theme song. Yeah, it's great. Um, I've watched it about 17,000 times, give or take. Yeah. Um, okay, so right now, today, this day, Michael Cohen, the president's attorney, is reporting to prison. Um, he, kind of feel bad for the guy, to be honest, because he was so honest. I mean, I don't know. He was probably lying a lot, but still, it seemed like he... He tried. Yeah, I, it's funny that you said that because I was debating how I felt about it. So I was like, oh, man, wait, no. I know. I was like, like actually, he's horrible. He's a horrible. But during his testimony, I was like, oh, you know what? He's, he, he does seem like he 
regrets getting sucked into this whole whirlwind of, of Donald Trump and yeah. doing his bidding and all that stuff. I mean, maybe he's just doing that to try and get some sympathy points, but kind of worked on me. I was trying to figure out how I felt about it, too. And like part of me does feel for the guy. And then part of me feels like, no, you were in on this whole thing for a long time. And then I'm like, yeah, but he did, you know, seemingly tell the air quote truth uh, or, or as we know it, I guess. But yeah, um, uh, this story comes from The New York Times saying that um, after speaking with Robert Mueller eight times. Um, he appeared before three congressional committees and he helped federal prosecutors with at least two criminal inquiries. Um, it's President Donald Trump's in, uh, inner circle today is mostly important. The most important number for Michael Cohen is going to be 1,095. That's the number of days that he's going to be spending in a three-year prison term. Um, and he's not eligible to leave early or anything like that? I don't think so. It's not I, going to be one of those things where it's like when I watch forensic files, they're like, he was sentenced to life, and then he got out after five years. After and I'm like, weeks. what? Yeah, yeah. I don't think this is going to be one of those situations for him. Because it was already like, he got less than he was supposed to get. Yeah, well, right, because he cooperated with with prosecutors and he did did all of the things that we said here, and and that did end up helping him to to get less time. It seems, but I mean, three years is still a long time. You know, I mean, it, it's not nearly as much as you know the president should get. But uh, never mind. But <laughs> I, but I mean, you know, he's he's going to be sitting in prison for the next three years because of his relationship with Donald Trump and the things that he did. Uh, it makes me it makes me feel increasingly sure that Donald Trump probably has some sealed indictments that are going to be unsealed when he's not president anymore. Oh, like, like S will hit the fan as soon as he's out of office. Yeah, ah, yeah. I yeah. feel like I feel like I'm almost certain that that's true because of the way that Michael Cohen's um, investigation was worded and naming the president as individual one um, and all that kind of stuff. Like, I feel like I'm pretty clear that Donald Trump has some indictments. Just you know, waiting for January 21st, 2021. Yeah, because there's all kinds of restrictions of what they can do because he's a sitting president, exactly. right? So exactly, they yeah. need to get the uh, Inside Edition ladies on this. <laughs> What if they fixed everything? Deborah Norville. <laughs> I, Finally cracked exactly, it. Exactly. Right, right, right. I make fun of them. And as I, as we were in the break, I was like, I was on Inside Edition. <laughs> really? I was. Were you one of the showering people? No, I wasn't one of the showering people. But I remember doing a, a FaceTime interview with a reporter from Inside Edition when I broke the Melania Trump plagiarism story. Right. And I was sitting like in a cafe, like on Skype or whatever. And I, and like, I never saw the story because I was, I did. 13 different things that day, different television interviews. So like I never actually saw it and I was like trying to find it. Like I was like, I'm making fun of Inside Edition and I've literally been on that show. Oh, that's but, good stuff. We got to find that clip. I know, right? Or not. <laughs> no, or I or think not. we should. <laughs> or not. Do you think that all of these big lawyers and politicians and all this stuff that all these people are going to prison now, once they get out, they're going to start vying for better prison food and better prison conditions because there's all these people that are in power and important that are now in prison. Well, I mean, it's funny you say that. You joke, but actually... I think um, it's true. But there's been a lot of a lot of conversation about prison reform because uh, the, our prison system is so like punitively focused, focusing on punishing people and not about like rehabilitating them. And realistically, that's probably not an unrealistic, uh, an unreasonable idea. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... Of, of prison reform conversation happening about the ways that we need to be better to the people that are in there. And I mean, I think it's going to be hard because I think most people want to see them suffer, you know? Right. But I mean, maybe. But I mean, if you're that powerful or that, or if you're Lori Laughlin or something and you end up going to prison, you're still going to be in a cushy situation. Yeah. I, I always remember the, the one thing that Martha Stewart said she missed when she came out of They asked her, like, what did you miss the most? And it was the most, like, rich white lady answer. She was like, I missed fresh lemons. 
And I was like, Martha. That's what she missed most in she prison? She missed the smell of fresh lemons. I was like, get out of here. Well, I mean, that I, but I can't say I'm surprised with that answer. Well, you know. As a, as a white lady, I'm like, yeah, that's true. I would miss that as well. <laughs> that was the most Martha Stewart answer I've ever, <laughs> I, I could have ever imagined. Um, yes. Yeah, so this other story is Steve Mnuchin is the Treasury Secretary. And once again, um, we've, we're waiting on this release of Donald Trump's tax returns coming from the, the, the IRS. Um, Congress basically, uh, they requested them. I don't believe they've been subpoenaed yet, but they requested them and they were supposed to give an answer back by today. And this is a law that has never really been, been questioned. Whenever Congress requests these kinds of records, they always get them turned over and they've already missed one deadline. Today is another deadline and they're they're expected to miss it um, because, you know, Manichin has kind of been stepping in the way of it. And today is the day that he's supposed to be submitting a letter or explaining why they're not going to be doing it. So we'll see what happens. I see. But they've been denying doing it for a while. I mean, ever since before he got elected. Well, Because is- all the presidents been passed have released them right right so this has been this has been congress going in a different direction of like subpoenaing the act or requesting the actual records from the irs as opposed to from donald trump and donald trump is the president of the united states don't know if you heard okay. but like he oh, man. he's got you know Hold everyone. On, let me let that sink in <laughs> exactly oh that's rough <laughs> but they've been but his treasury uh, department has been you know kind of getting in the way of making that happen so we'll see what happens with that story um they have until the end of the day it's getting close to that over on the east coast um, so, you know, I expect that we will not see that happen. So I'm going to, I'll keep you guys posted on that what one. What do you think is going to be longer, his tax return or the Mueller report? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Hopefully the Mueller report. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with more right after this. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject right here on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. We're getting ready to talk about a gay sandwich, which sounds just gay by itself. Like the fact that we were talking about it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I we talked a couple of weeks ago about and I talked about this with Clayton Ferris, who joins us sometimes on Fridays. I there was a lot of there were a lot of products that were coming out as LGBT or Pride themed once right. Prides were announced and everyone's gearing up for Pride season. They were like, Rainbow Converse and Transcolored Converse yeah. and here's a gay duffel bag and here's this. And it's kind of like, all right, I don't I don't really want feel like I need to wear rainbow products everywhere I go all the time. So Yeah, so the thing I feel like when whenever there's stuff like that is that they don't, they don't consider that most gay people don't even really love the flag as our symbol. It's right. like we get it, but like come on. Yeah, I mean we're we're accepting it now. We accept the flag for what it is. Yeah, but it's like it's not a great icon. But anyway, the sandwich. Sorry. Yeah, it, it's a lot. There's it's just very busy. It's very. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It doesn't match with most things. It <laughs> no. just doesn't work. Yeah. So there is another company that has gayified one of their products, and it is verb of the day is gayified. Gayified, <laughs> and uh, some people are upset about it. Ah, yes, but it's not just any sandwich. This is a gay sandwich. I mean, okay, if you are worried about a sandwich, then I would suggest that you've probably got a great life. So this guy is obviously not on board with anybody who's upset about this. It's probably kind of ridiculous. Um, But here's what the sandwich is. It is called the LGBT. And it is the lettuce, guacamole, bacon, and tomato sandwich. I'm in. 
Really? I'm, You're, you don't even need more information? I, I'm in. I love it. <laughs> Sandwich. <laughs> I mean, you can see the picture of this, Jared. It's uh, from Marks & Spencer. This is a British company. And they have a sandwich. It's a prepackaged sandwich. And the packaging is rainbow. And it sell, says LGBT, lettuce, guacamole, bacon, tomato sandwich. And some people are upset because they feel like it's pandering to the LGBT community. Yeah. So I, I was just saying, like, I love the angry tweet from someone that says, shame on the good folks over at Marks and Spencer for turning our culture and identity into a sandwich, <laughs> making an absolute mockery of LGBTQ people. <laughs> hashtag LGBTQ. You hashtag LGBT. Like, calm down. Is this the absolute mockery? Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like everything else, no. But this sandwich, a mockery. Like, let's be clear. This is not the hill I'm willing to even, like, trudge, let alone die on. Like, I'm just not. <laughs> and I just don't think if we're going to gayify a sandwich, I think you got to go rap. Well, okay, because you got to cut the calories at the very least. Yeah, I just think that if we're just going regular sandwich, I mean, basically they're just adding avocado or guacamole to an, to a BLT. So, I mean, you had me at guacamole and bacon, right? I mean, I I think you and I agree that it needs to be very thinly sliced tomato. <laughs> um, but like, I yeah. I love how we're just bitterly analyzing the, <laughs> exactly. the sandwich, like gay people. Like, I mean, it has to be pretty thin. I mean, I yeah, if this were on RuPaul's Drag Race, they would. <laughs> definitely have a blast with it. <laughs> it's Sasha away, the sandwich. <laughs> it's absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, when it comes to gayifying a sandwich and we're gonna and we're gonna do if we're gonna do all the letters of LGBT, we have to do the Q, we gotta do the A, we gotta do the I, we gotta do the plus. What are we, what, ooh, what is LGBTQ plus? could be uh, um, the, quinoa? Yeah, what do we gotta add oh there? Oh God, Quiche? not quinoa. Oh, quiche I'd be here for. <laughs> I think the thing that makes this a little less gay than I would expect it to be is the fact that it's only three pounds or four dollars. It's like, oh, this needs to be like seventeen dollars. Yeah, if we're gonna make a gay sandwich, yeah. it's gotta be overpriced. It's exactly. like our drinks when we go ri- out. It's gotta be ridiculous. All right, All right. Uh, we are out of time, unfortunately, but we, we have had a great time. If you go over to wearechannelq.com, you can enter to win all kinds of exciting contests like flyaway trips to New York Pride, uh, Life is Beautiful Festival in Vegas. Jarrett, thank you of course. for coming in. Thank you for checking us out. Follow us at DTS Show, and we'll see you tomorrow.